I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how educating them positively can impact their entire life as well as society. Each week, we're having conversations with guests on different themes, and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view, and learn in a non-judgmental way. But without further ado, let's begin. Good, thank you so much for joining today. No, thank you so much for having me. No, of course, I'm very happy. Um, obviously, we've been chatting a little bit, but could you please introduce yourself to the audience? Sure, absolutely. So uh, my name is Jennifer. I identify as a queer person. I use all pronouns because I don't identify the pronouns. So you can use she, her, he, him, they, them. I really don't mind. It's not something mm -hmm. I identify with. Um, I am Canadian American. So I currently live in Montreal, Canada. And, uh, and that's a little bit about uh, me. I'm married. I am just uh, celebrated my five years of marriage a couple of weeks ago with my oh wow wife. congratulations thank you uh we are, have a um a dual kind of citizenship marriage so i'm canadian american my wife is from france uh but we live in montreal and we have an amazing two-year-old named cameron amazing that sounds great so you're raising your kids in a positive way so how does it work for you sure it really goes on logic for me cameron is a is a very wanted child so just to let you know cameron's mm -hmm. was was conceived in uh in an insemination kind of way mm -hmm. uh she has an open id donor which means open id means that uh she can meet her donor at the age of 18 if that's what she wants and i think that was our very first step in going with positive education is that the before cameron was even conceived we gave her a choice and we we decided as as a couple and um, and as future parents that we wanted our, our child to have a choice because not all donors are open ID. 
Okay, so you were looking for an open ID donor from the very beginning before yeah. it even began. Exactly. We wanted Cameron right away. We knew that this future child was going to be a human being, part of this world, part of this universe, and that right off the bat, we were going to give her freedom and a choice. Um, but obviously within a, within a nice secure environment. So obviously when picking the donor, we picked based on health and intent. So there's a letter of intention of why he donated. We wanted to make sure this person would be someone that would be great to have coffee with, if that's what they go and do. And so we mm -hmm. obviously make sure that the environment is secure as much as we can, but the ultimate choice is, is for Cameron. And that's a little bit how positive education even started for us, was even before Cameron even came into this world. That was a very first that's great choice. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, really for us, positive is, is, is just really that. We, you know, we're, we're a same-sex family. Uh, we both identify as queer and we give Cameron an environment to make choices and live a life. And we treat her like a fellow human, knowing that we have a responsibility as parents to keep her safe and keep her loved. But we try to make a very happy lifestyle. <laughs> we live in, yes. in happiness as much as we can. Yeah. That's amazing. And I just wanted to ask, because I know for a lot of parents who are raising their kids very positively, sometimes the, the extended family kind of like, yeah. you know, their opinion differs, or I don't know if you've experienced something like that or not. Were they concerned in any way? Yeah, I mean, I can't say we didn't. I have to say, for like, our families are, are like so amazing. I mean, I think they were just really, Daisy and I got married really fast. They were excited. We, you know, moved in really fast. They were excited. We have like a very, a very positive family today. Mm -hmm. um, we have people who support us and who love us. And I think that's the most important, but that's just, I think, because we showed them as much love and respect as we receive. But we did. I mean, Daisy and I, uh, Daisy is my wife for, for those who don't know, but um, you know, Daisy and I are, are, are picky about who we have in our life. We choose to have a positive lifestyle and that comes with choices and sacrifices, just like if you choose to, to do anything else in life. And we were very honest, you know, when, when we decided to have a child and we wanted to raise our kid in a positive manner, but also uh, in a non-gendered manner, we just debriefed our family and we said, hey, this might be new for you guys this is not something from your generation i mean you can't expect people from a different generation who have never heard the word non-gendered to go oh yes. yeah sure no problem we'll follow everything you know and we just decided to make it a very nice open discussion at all times with no judgment and mm -hmm. um they were like yeah absolutely whatever you guys need and and you know we'll we'll do our best and if we make a mistake let us know and we'll adjust and we do the same thing on our end and anybody who didn't want to participate in that we asked them to kindly leave it was it was very that uh, <laughs> it meant a lot to us so for for those who did not want to participate it's their choice i can't yes. force anyone to do anything um and we respected their choices and, and said thank you and that was it amazing and so how how does it work exactly what are the specifics i guess i'm not sure how to formulate sure. Like the specifics of, um, of raising a little bit of like a non-gender child. Yeah, so how does it work? How do you do it? How does it differ? Uh, I'm very interested. Um, uh, absolutely. 
Um, so, so pretty much I, I can give you my point of view. This is mine and Daisy's point of view and Cameron's because yes. Cameron is part of this decision making. And I can tell you how it works for my family. It's not for every family. Uh, so for Cameron, being raised non-gender is pretty much being raised without a gender uh, being imposed onto you. We don't limit Cameron based on anatomy. I mean, it's, it really comes down to that definition for us very specifically. Okay. Anatomy does not play a part in anything. That's it. Um, so, you know, in different examples, we don't limit books. We don't limit outfits. We don't limit games, activities, friendships. You know, uh, it, to me, it sounds... You know, even crazy, a lot of people will be like, um, who want to just, uh, they have a little girl and they'll want to dress them only in pink, which is great if that's your choice and, and everything like that. However, for me, it's like if Cameron, you know, Cameron went through a phase, Cameron is my two-year-old, uh, she went through a phase a couple of weeks ago where all she mm -hmm. wanted to wear were these button-down polo shirts. Wow, so she's picking her clothes already at two. Yeah, we do. We well, we give her wow. the option. So it's kind of like this. We we do like a mix of non-gendered and positive parenting. So yes. look, I'm with any parent. Sometimes you need to get out of the house because you have to get to work or you have to get to an appointment. I get it. Sometimes we're rushed in the mornings, but mm -hmm. I still want Cameron to have fun and pick her outfits. So I I do it in a smart way. I will lay out three different shirts, three different mm -hmm. bottoms. And I say, hey, kid, go to town. You know, what? Okay. what's tickling your fancy today? And sometimes it's a Paw Patrol shirt with a pink bottom. And sometimes it's a button down. And I make sure that the choices are weather appropriate. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'm not going to make her wear a tank top in the winter. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're in Montreal, so no. we get <laughs> minus 30 weather. So um, I just make sure the choices are, uh, they fit, they're comfortable. Mm -hmm you know, will fit the activity that we're about to go do and that they're weather appropriate. But after that style and color, that's up to Cameron, you know, that's going to be I Cameron's fashion sense. That's going to explode and explore. And it is so fun to watch and see, yeah. you know, and she goes one way to the other every single day. It's so cool. So we do that. And then with our, our parents, we just ask them the same thing. We say, you know, if, if Cameron's talking to you, you know, she's really into tractors right now because we have a lot of construction in Montreal and there's tractors everywhere, you know, so we got her a tractor for her birthday. It's what she wanted, mm -hmm. it's what she loves. And we let her have that because we like to see where she's going to go with it. We want to see where her little brain is going to go. And so she started um, making tractor families. And she says, there's a mama, uh, a mama tractor, which is a reference to Daisy. There's mm -hmm. a mommy tractor, which is a reference to me. And there's a daddy tractor because there's a lot of daddies at her daycare. So she, she sees them and she recognizes them and mm -hmm. she just adds them to the mix. It's really cute. I love that she does that, you know? And you know what? It sounds so normal, actually, that you say that. And I just, I'm learning more about it because it's just that I've, I had never really heard before. And I'm, it's like positive education. Once you hear about it, it just completely makes yeah. sense. Like, it really why? is. I, I feel like non-gendered education really matches with positive education. It does. I, I think that a lot of people say non-gendered just because Daisy and I identify as queer. But if you really remove the gender aspect of it, it's positive education. It's giving your child the mm -hmm. choice and freedom to discover their personality. Where we go a little bit further with gender, um, non-gender parenting is that 
it's later on, I think, where it's going to get a little bit more in that context is when they kind of discover their sexual identity, which is around the age of four, is when they're going to start self-identifying either as male, female. It's usually when a person starts to discover a little bit of their internal self and they become a little mm -hmm. bit more self-aware um and that's where kind of like this non-gendered parenting is really going to set in and kind of go you know if if today cameron says you know i'm a boy and my name is tom i'll be like hi tom and <laughs> that's it because if you think about it kids play pretend all the time and kids discover themselves all of a sudden you know i i have cameron half the time walking around being a lion am i going to tell her not to be a lion no i'm going to be like roar right back and i'll be a lion with her on the floor and we'll go play lion together and if you know she wants to discover this part of herself and say hey i'm a boy named tom i'll be like hi tom mm -hmm. i'm whoever today and and so that's where it'll go and then we'll go into her teenage years where she'll discover her sexuality uh maybe even sooner sexuality can be as early as four and then in adulthood you know who knows maybe maybe cameron won't want the cameron name this is a name i chose based on personal thought mm -hmm. maybe Cameron will identify to a different name and I'll have to just be okay with that but really it all comes down to just being positive parenting yeah wow this is very interesting and it makes complete sense and so how how did you decide with Daisy was it following a conversation or did you do a lot of research before because you mentioned the different steps in the life so how how did it as much as everyone so it did start with conversations so I am the uh, only female out of all of my siblings I have all male siblings in total I have five older brothers uh, they all identify as male so I'll say brothers um, mm. and I was I don't I don't want to say that my parents were wrong they did what they thought was right at the time but I, I was raised differently as a girl you know there's um there was a lot of conversations that stay with me today in in my grown-up years and you know I, I was told I couldn't go with the boys and go play I'd have to hang out by myself and I, I would often feel very lonely because I wouldn't have any of the friends to play with because all my brother's friends were boys and so they would go and play and then I'd be by myself and playing and I'd be like well this mm. sucks you know, and, um, and, and being told like, oh, like maybe I want to be like an astronaut. And, and I was told by a family member, they were like, oh, but Jennifer, you're so, you're so pretty. You don't need that much education. You know, like oh you could God. get a great, great, great job as a secretary. And if you look oh. at my CV, yeah. If you look at my CV, I was a secretary for about 10 years. And there's nothing wrong with being a secretary, by the way, at all. If it's what you want to do. Then. Absolutely. And I, and even like, that's even like a whole other discussion because, you know, secretary, we, 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 we think about it as a female job. And I remember when I was a secretary and I was trying to find my replacement because I was moving on to a new place, they told me to throw the, the boys names into the garbage because they wanted a female like, why you know and and so all of these little things in my life just kind of didn't i wouldn't say traumatized me but they 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 impacted me obviously i i i based my career on this i didn't finish my education because of this conversation i i honestly thought 
this is my path because it, that's what I learned. Um, this is what I was taught. You know, we're all getting information from our families, from our surroundings, and and then we apply it. That's that's mm-hmm. life. And so yes. that was one thing that you know I I talked a lot with Daisy about. You know, and I had a, a lot of a lot of anger. I I grew up with some pretty severe trauma, also from my childhood and from my early adulthood, where I didn't know how to say no, for example, where I felt that it was my duty to please somebody or to make them feel good. And I would obviously, I would, I would always put myself second. I, and, and this just... Yeah, I think a lot of us can relate to that, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it, it, it happens to a lot of us. And yes. I was very angry. And then I woke up one morning and I said, nope, not anymore. I'm not going to be angry anymore. And I accept my trauma. I'm going to work on it because... Good Lord, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best and, but I'm going to be happy. And, and I decided to change my life. And I, um, I was like, okay, who is, who is Jennifer? You know, what's my favorite color? Is it really pink because I'm a girl or is it pink because I think pink is pretty and I just like the aesthetic of that color and what's my favorite meal and how do I want my hair? You know, I had long hair down to the middle of my back. Is that what I want or is that mm-hmm. what I was taught? And so I started rethinking all this learned behavior and then I met my wife. And although my wife was uh, a little bit more advanced in her uh, in her journey into discovering who she is as a queer person. Um, and I use female, female pronouns because she has, you know, she's very comfortable with that pronoun. You know, we started having these conversations and I, I remember telling her, you know, let me know who you are and how you identify. And if that ever changes, that's great. And so we started doing positive education in our own home, in our own marriage, just with each other. Okay, so always communicating and checking in if something changed or something like that. Yeah, we would um, we would call that les éditions de la baignoire, which translates to like the bathtub counseling session, I guess. <laughs> and we would we would just kind of like once every like month or every two months, we'd be like, okay, let's go take a bath and get into like a nice, warm, safe environment and check in with each other. Has anything mm-hmm. changed? And if it has, that's great. Thanks for telling me, you know? and Yeah, to keep growing together rather than growing apart as some couples Exactly, do. and just because we started practicing that with each other, it just felt intelligent to, to continue that with Cameron. When Cameron came into the world, my I, I remember like the 20-week ultrasound when you found out gender, and uh, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you're not going to find out the, the gender. And I said, well, no, you can't find out gender based on an ultrasound because gender is different from the sex. Gender is, is, mm-hmm. is mental and how you feel internally. And the sex is, a, is an organ on your body. And um, so a lot of people are like, oh, you're not going to know the sex. And I was like, well, yeah, I, of, of, of course, I'm going to know the sex of my child. I'm also going to figure out if they have a head and two arms and two legs and 10 toes and 10 fingers and make sure that every single part of the anatomy of that child is perfect and healthy. And it sounds completely absurd to me that we would make already these this anatomy, part of her anatomy, a secret. And that to me is learnt behavior, saying this is a secret part of your body, you know? We you know it's a it's a bad part, it's a hush part, you know? And we're like, mm-hmm. no, this is just 
part of a, a body. It's just as important as your big toe. Actually, your little toe is very important. It's part, very important to your balance, you know? Yes. And so it was just, to me, the same importance as the little toe, but it didn't define my child. It's just anatomy. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. we did find out the, the sex and that's just how we always continued. And it's based on these conversations and our community. I am uh, on the uh, board of directors of the LGBT Family Coalition of Quebec. Mm -hmm. um, it's LGBT plus now, thank goodness. And, you know, I, I participate at Pride and I, I, I have amazing friends that are, you know, of every single part of the rainbow. And it's through them that I learn and I make mistakes and I just learn from them and then I take what I want and I leave the rest. And that's okay to make mistakes, really, as long as everyone is happy and yeah. healthy. And whether it's Cameron, Daisy or you, as long as you're all on the same page and able to actually communicate and say what works or not, I think that's right. the main thing. That's great. And I think even the non-gendered parenting is even easier to apply than positive parenting. I feel positive parenting is even more challenging than, than non-gendering. Non-gendering for me is, is so easy because it's just, I just don't define my child based on how many toes or whatever sexual organs she has, you know? I just, mm -hmm. positive parenting, that's unlearning some serious behavior from your entire life and yes. <laughs> applying it to your child. That's a lot harder, I find, than, than non-gendering my kid, yeah. Yes, and you know, I think we all have days where we're a little bit tired or on edge or something. And so positive parenting is amazing, but also for every parent out there, nobody's perfect. And no. you always have days where you're like, ooh, that could have been better. But this is also, I think, a good lesson for the kids when you recognize that you made a mistake and you talk about it and you make it better. You do. You learn from it and then you take action. So mm -hmm. important. You know, you, if you make a mistake and I make mistakes daily and my initial feeling is to kind of put my head in the sand and, 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 oh, you know, I'm not going to look at it and it's going to go away. Um, that never works, you know, I'll, and, and there's some days that are worse than others. And sometimes it just takes my kid, I think knows me better than anyone. And will come up to me and go, what's wrong, mommy? Are you okay, mommy? And then that's when I know like, oh, my bad day is like appearing on my face. You know, I need to do yeah. something because my kid can read it now. And usually I just have to just kind of talk it out. And then I go, okay, what action? You know, I have a, we have like a rule. It's like, you're allowed to complain for like a five, 10 minutes max. And you can cry and you can yell because your feelings are valid and they're real and you're upset. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go, but if you're going to do that, you need to find a solution because finding a solution is just as important as feeling validated with your feelings. And I go, so feel it, feel it to the maximum, tell them your feelings. I'm so interested and I, I want to feel with you, but then let's find a solution and, and then make an action towards making it better and, and not stay stuck in a feeling and just learning and feeling good because that's the point of it afterwards. Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. Thank you. And I, I love my mom taught me that one. <laughs> well, that's a good one that I'm definitely going to try for myself. Um, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> and so I was wondering because I know that 
with positive education, there's kind of this counter argument okay. that says that someday your kid is gonna step into the real world and they're going to discover that it's not perfect and they're not gonna have the strength to face all of that and to fight back so what's your view on that I don't I have so many um it's very clear I think positive education shows our children at a young age that the world is not perfect Mm -hmm. that right away I feel like when you do positive education you're not trying to sugarcoat your child's world of course I try to make my kid happy and I want her to feel like so surprised and loved every day but positive education also includes treating your child like a human and part of this world and so when we had the global warning manifestations um you know Cameron I think was one or just about to turn one and um Cameron came with us And she was way too young to understand um, what Greta was doing, but I made her go and touch a tree that day. I said, oh, aren't trees amazing and beautiful? And this is a tree. And she learned the word tree. And um, now ever since then, when we walk, when we go take walks, she likes to hug trees. I think it's just so Aww. beautiful. Yes. And, you know, I taught her, hey, in, in that sense, I told her, hey, this the world is not so good right now, you know, and I didn't scare her. I gave her age appropriate information, but I said, you know what, we have to take care of so the world is nicer, trees. And I showed her what a tree is and the importance of a tree. And now we love to talk about trees. And every so often I give her a little bit more information for her to gather and she's just two. And she knows the importance of trees. She knows the importance of not, You know, she, you can't pick all the dandelions because as much as they're beautiful and you want to make beautiful bouquets for mommy, uh, bees love those flowers and they need to be there for our bees. And so we learned about honeys and bees and, and, and what bees do and why they're important as, as much as she can take in. But I keep mm -hmm. going on that education. And so I feel that it is preparing my child for a not so good world, but it's also preparing my child to think in a solution oriented way, going the world is not good, I need to participate in making it better. Or I'm in a bad situation, I'm not willing to accept this, I'm going to make it better. It's also teaching your child to say no in a meaningful way. Um, mm -hmm. you know, when you keep hearing, no, 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 no. And, and, and stuff, it loses meaning. If I say my, my name a million times, it loses meaning. I say the word fork a million times, it loses meaning. Yes. And so we give importance to the word. If, you know, I, my job is to make sure that Cameron is safe. I will, you know, if she is swimming towards a great white shark, I will not go, oh, it's a learning lesson for my child. No, I'm, I'm going to go in. I'm going to yell no. I'm going to physically intervene and mm -hmm. take my child away from a dangerous situation. If it's going to limit our time on earth together, I will intervene. If it's going to hurt her, I will intervene. That's my job as a parent, but I'm not going to sugarcoat her world and I'm not going to limit her experiences. And even more because she's female, I'm not going mm -hmm. to limit activities or experiences. And that's where the non-gendering mixes in with that positive parenting is I, I go even further into activities, clothing, et cetera. I, I really want her to build her own world. And I feel when you do that, you prepare them for adulthood. 
and you prepare them to say, this situation is not convenient for me. And I wish I would have known that in previous relationships. I wish I would have been in a previous relationship where I was hurt a lot that I could say no and walk away and be just fine. And mm-hmm. I would be respecting myself before another person. Or I wish when I had that really bad job and I was being yelled at that I, my worth is more and I could yes. say no and I could walk away and I could find a solution. And, you know, I always did. I've always walked away in the end after a lot of pain, but mm-hmm. I, I hope by teaching Cameron this, that she'll walk away before a lot of pain has been gathered. Yes, for sure. That's very powerful. Yeah. It's just making me think, you know, now I'm just imagining all the gender reveal parties. <sighs> About that. If you go onto the internet, you, the, you know, gender reveals are new. They're, they're, they're part of our, mm-hmm. yes. they're part of our, they're part of actually like our generation, like the, our mm-hmm. parents' generation. And um, there was this article and the person who actually did the very first like gender reveal that like kind of went viral and everything like that. She was, she, she was kind of known as the person who kind of created the gender reveal. And mm-hmm. it was on her firstborn and she's had like um, uh, other children since, but she had her gender reveal and they had the pink smoke, a pink glitter or something. Mm-hmm. So it was a little girl, as they say, it was female. And that child today actually identifies as uh, queer and non-binary and is currently maybe thinking about transitioning. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it kind of tells you like, you don't know, you don't know how your child's going to feel. And even worse is when you see those gender reveals and they're, and they they see like a a certain color come out and they're disappointed. And I'm like, are you going to show this to your child later on and be like, Uh, I'm so, so. And they also make everyone vote from the family and you see in the video like, oh, I bet it's going to be a girl or it's so weird Um, and then you show them this later on you're like oh were you really disappointed about like my anatomy and who I am as a person (laughs) it just it it blows my mind I'm so against those things um we did not do a gender reveal for Cameron if Cameron wants to do one later on like in her teens if she like says hey I identify as this that would be a cool party to have and that would actually be powerful because it's what she wants and what yeah, I'll let her organize it, whatever she wants. I think we had, um, we had like a, when we had my thing, we, we did like a vote. I said, do you think it's going to be a baby, a dog, or a duck? And I had people vote on that. And everyone was right. It was a baby. Oh, <laughs> they all been nice. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> That's great. That's funny. Yeah. And a bit more original than there you a go. pink or a, a blue glitter. Yeah, exactly. Have fun instead. <laughs> Amazing. And so do you have any advice that you would like to share? Um, I think my biggest advice is just kind of like sit down with yourself and figure out who you are. I think that's where it all starts is figuring out who you are as a person. And then when you figure out who you really are, not who your parents tried to make you or who your old job tried to make you or anything like that, past relationships, whatever. If you just sit down and you just go, who am I and what are my values? And what do I want to bring into this world? Like what values do I want to continue after I, I can no longer physically you know, go out there and fight, you know, I think that's where you'll really learn that positive parenting and even non-gendered parenting will go really far. And you might feel that you're the person that you are because you felt limited, but it's 
that's temporary and that's the past and you have the power to change that you you have the power to change your present you can change it today and you can change it in the future and it's just benefits for mm -hmm. your children and we're not asking you to put your children in danger we're asking you to let your children explore you know i calculate how good a day was by how dirty the bath water is if if that bathwater is like so muddy, I'm like, oh man, we had a good day today, you know? And yeah. and that's a value I wanna keep. And I think that's all you have to do. And it's okay, you're gonna make mistakes. I made mistakes, I made one today. It's okay. I then did an action to fix it and then and then that's it. Don't don't feel too guilty about it. Just be happy. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I love it. This is very interesting. Thank I, you. Love I love everything. I'm just, I'm so inspired now. Oh, good. So, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much. It was great to have you. Oh. I'm speechless, which actually says a lot. I know I'm, I'm, I'm so passionate about my family. I'm so passionate about it because I love them so much. I could cry every single time I talk about them. You can hear it in my voice. I start to well up because I just, I love them so much and I want them to have such a happy life and I want to have a happy life. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's what it's all about. You know, you, you only get this one time together, you know, maybe there's past lives and future ones. I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I, I want to concentrate on today. And, and today I, I want, my kid to surprise me and give me a really big hug and if that's what Cameron wants I will ask her for a big hug and if she tells me no I'll high five her for the no but you know I, I just want to really concentrate on today and I'm, I'm just so passionate because I love them so much and I'm very thankful mm -hmm. for them so why not make it a really really happy happy how many years we get and I'm sure you'll continue to be happy for years and years together yes yes and get educated read books but honestly books are great Com community is better go out there and find people like you and mm -hmm. um are people who i say you know surround yourself with people who you want to aspire to because that's how it works and positive energy works and mm -hmm. let go of the negative and just uh enjoy let's do it and enjoy life yeah and let your yeah. kid enjoy life like let them get dirty let them be who they are and let them surprise you it's supposed mm -hmm. to be that way Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was amazing. And no, thank and you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcast and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode, and in the meantime, have a lovely day. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.